0: Welcome back to Hill Country Institute Live, Exploring Christ and Culture. This is Larry Lennenschmidt, your host, and we thank you for being with us. Our program brings Christian leaders together with you to talk about key issues of interest to the body of Christ. If you're just now joining us, this is a special program in partnership with the prayer ministry of First Presbyterian Church, San Antonio, on how we pray for those in service in the military and their families. Our guests today are Chaplain Colonel Bruce Glover and his wife Carol, who are now serving at the Joint Base San antonio lackland and Master Sergeant Steve Alderman, who works closely with Colonel Glover and Carol in in a religious support team. Our co-host for this program, Rick Lane, is chairman of the prayer ministry at First Presbyterian Church San Antonio and a ministry partner in Walk With Mexico, among many other ministry efforts with Hill Country Institute. So welcome back, Colonel Glover, Carol, and Master Sergeant Alderman. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. (laughs) It's a
1: pleasure to be with you.
0: Thank you. Well, in the first half of the program, we talked some about uh, introducing you to the audience in a way, about your family, about how you two met, and uh, we learned about your call to be a military chaplain and something about your years of training. In uh, that training, if if I if if I could say it, it seems to just be ongoing. That now you're both a student and a teacher and a leader. Is that fair to say? <laughs> yeah, I'm turning
1: sixty this month, Larry, and I'm always it seems like I'm in school. Right, so <laughs> uh, I don't think it'll ever end. And all the books in my house give testimony to that. But isn't it a privilege to keep on learning and to oh, to I grow and so. develop as as a uh, followers of, of christ and and in my profession so it's wonderful
0: well if i if i actually read all the books i have i'll be here for a long time yeah so, yeah you me, know, too. me too <laughs> there's me too. something about that but uh you know as a couple y'all have both been involved in the ministry you've, you've had uh, different roles perhaps but you've both been caring for military personnel and their families for many years so i, I think you're really uniquely qualified to to Tell us about some of the issues and some of the ways that really people outside the military can learn to pray, uh, because one of one of the things that the prayer committee, uh, prayer team, the prayer ministry at, at First Presbyterian wants to uh, uh, encourage, and that we want to encourage to the Hill Country Institute, is to be praying for people who are who are living out their faith or in you know difficult situations, and that and that can. That can be anything across the board, but the military, and particularly in this area with all the military bases and military personnel who come through, uh, it's so important for us to think about. So if, we're, if someone is just joining us, talk, talk about some of the key issues. Maybe, maybe we could just take deployments, for instance, long deployments. You know, How do you work with a family, Carol? Because yeah, you're, you're generally left behind if, if it's the kind of deployment that's in a combat area. You know, maybe not to Germany or Korea or UK, but, but a lot of times the family mm-hmm. stays home while, the, and, and it may not be the male of, uh, in these days, you know. Yes, it the, can be fit, either. Right. That's true. So talk
2: about that.
3: Well, it's um, a very, well, as, first of all, let me say in terms of an outreach opportunity, it's a very mm-hmm. vulnerable time for mm-hmm. our families. Mm-hmm. And so it's a wonderful time to be able to reach out. And support people. We, when we did have, um, when when I was doing a Bible study with deployed families, which I've done for several years, um, we had people who had no faith experience and very different faith experiences, mm-hmm. non-Christians mm-hmm. who would come just because they wanted to be with other deployed spouses or spouses com- of deployed. Yeah. Yes, it's a, a community. Absolutely. They mm-hmm. wanted the support. They wanted that community. So the opportunities in that sense were just phenomenal. And we just loved on each other and supported each other. And, and that really needs to happen. Things go wrong and it's a big deal when someone's gone and you're just so proud of yourself when you've done something that may seem totally ridiculous. I had one mm. spouse who um, was new and young and uh, had never done, you know, some, some maintenance around the house. And so she called me one day and said, look, I fixed this. I did this. I'm so excited. And so it's sure. just, we just, we understood that because we've been in that situation. And so,
0: yeah, for um, those of us that are kind of challenged in that yeah. area, like <laughs> I am, you know, I can, I have a great appreciation for that.
3: <laughs> but just to know that, you know, you can, you can get through this. You mm-hmm. can, you can not only survive, but you can thrive. And a lot of us um, have been strengthened in our faith through these mm-hmm. difficult times. It's, mm-hmm. it's not easy. It's not easy for the children. But um, the military does a wonderful job of providing opportunities, and specifically as um, the, the chaplain's offices do that, the chapel does that. And we just re- naturally reach out to each other. We want to help each other. We, we get it. We've done it. We've been there. And anything we can do to help support these spouses and their children, we really want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. So that's important to us.
0: So, uh, in terms of, of specific things that you do, you, you organize Bible studies. Mm-hmm. You're probably available to talk to spouses who may be going yes. through a difficult time. I mean, there's a hands-on. Th- this isn't abstract. This is very oh, personal. Yeah. Yes,
3: okay. very. And and sometimes spouses are more open in talking. <clears throat> excuse me. In in talking and telling us what the real issues are. Um, so sometimes we find out information that's going on in the family that the military member may not want to talk about, but the spouses will confide mm-hmm. in each other. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, there's there's just a real privilege and a real opportunity there. It's it's a it's really a, sort of a sacred experience to to, mm-hmm. to that people would confide in you and trust you like that because sure. they don't have to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. The deployments, Larry, have been frequent and numerous over the last 15 years, Mm -hmm. and the stresses on the family are great. As we all know, families come in all shapes and sizes, and so even if you have two parents, it's a difficult thing for the dad if the dad stays home or the mom if the mom stays home to assume responsibilities for for work and for kids and the house and to take all that burden on themselves, it's equally or even more difficult perhaps for a single parent who then has to do it uh, all from afar and to have a family care plan to have a grandparent or even a friend or somebody else care for their children We ask a lot of our families in America when we ask them to deploy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope and pray that people would remember that it's a very stressful time for our families so that they can not only pray for them, but if their neighbors are military people, to extend a supporting hand to them and care for them and welcome them in their communities.
0: So that, that aspect of welcoming... It could be something just as simple as going over with a, a cake or some cookies oh, and saying, hey, we're thinking about you, or, or, or maybe, you know, taking a more active role. Can can we carpool with you or whatever mm-hmm. it may be? I mean, all the things that are neighbor, just good neighboring, basically, right?
4: Absolutely. Hey, right? Larry. So um, one of the things since I've been deployed six times, my wife, she has got a very good family support, and we've we've had really good support through our local church. Mm-hmm. Um but one of the things that she enjoyed, or not, maybe not enjoy is the wrong, wrong word, but um, it's the ability to say, no, thank you. I am taken care of. Just the fact that my wife was asked, hey, are you in need? Hey, or, or reminded, hey, we're doing this event. Please feel free to come. Um, just the fact that, hey, I was I was remembered even though my husband's gone. Just being included. Exactly. Being, just being remembered, thought about. Just mean, yeah. It meant so much to her. Mm-hmm. And it meant so much to spouses. And um, <coughs> talking about families, so what about those couples who just recently married, been married for six months, the husband is gone for six months, nine months. Mm-hmm. I've my last deployments, I helped oh gosh, maybe about seven people see the birth of their new child, their oh, first wow. child mm-hmm. on a screen, on a computer screen. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so just that aspect. empathizing with a new father wow i know you want to be there here i'll just sit here with you and then coming out crying because he couldn't be there yeah you know and it's it's really it's really amazing to see i follow up later how's your wife oh she's doing great mom's there how are you doing oh i want to be there yeah Mm i'm sure
0: Yeah. yeah so you know, it's 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 difficult to even imagine that that kind of separation if you're if you're outside that that that's part of. We talked in the in the first segment about patriotism and dedication, and and that's where it really really comes in, doesn't it? That, yeah.
1: Absolutely, and you know, uh, we who have deployed, or we who have endured emplo- deployments, being at home have have stories to tell, but usually, the military member will say. It's the best ministry, it's the best work that I've ever done in the military, but at the same time, it's the most painful thing to go through, to mm-hmm. be separated from your loved ones for that length of time. And what we mean is we miss graduations, we miss birthdays, we miss anniversaries, we miss births. You may miss the death of a loved one. These these are sacrifices that... We make because we believe in what we're doing, and we have chosen to do it. We're all a volunteer force, but it still is at the same time the most rewarding, or it can be, and the most challenging.
0: Well, it really it really does show how important it is for the the chaplain to be there. I mean, the, absolutely. You know what what uh, Sergeant Alderman was talking about of of, of missing a birth. Yeah. Well, uh, gosh, how how. What in your life would you most want to be around uh, other than the birth of a child? I, I can't imagine. So to yeah. be supportive, to be the support person, to hear that that, that grieving, that sadness, yeah. help them to carry on, uh, what, a, what an important task.
1: Well, and you have asked us on, on numerous occasions how can people pray for our military. Mm-hmm. I would – ask i would request that people pray for our deployed personnel that that they would be smart and make wise decisions that they would be safe but also that they would be intentional about keeping their relationships strong back home and if they're married and if they're parents to work on those long distance relationships mm-hmm. so that they they can return home someday and enjoy the continuation of those important
0: relationships sure so there's there's less to make up yeah when you get back right
3: and i would say as well in our churches you know reach out to those military families because if the if someone hasn't deployed they probably will be and it would be nice to have that support system as well and if your kids are in school with military children Mm -hmm reach out to them. They That may be their first year at that school, and they may only be there two years, as our our kids usually were. Mm-hmm. So we had to get creative and find summer programs and ways that our kids could meet other people so they didn't walk into school the first day not knowing another soul. So it's really sure. reach out and include and invite them, become part of their community. I think mm-hmm. it will be really rewarding because those kids have had a lot of life experiences by the age of 10 that most people – may never have, sure. so it's, 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 a, it's rewarding both ways, I think.
1: Yeah. Can, I, can I say something more about a deployment, Larry? Mm-hmm. Usually when we think of deployment, we think of overseas, far mm-hmm. and away. Yeah. But we work in the 25th Air Force here at Lackland, and we work with the intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance people, professionals who we say are often deployed at home. And this brings another sort of stress in their lives, for example, uh, they could be doing their responsibility, supporting the war effort from home in in their process, in their intelligence work, in their office. they're actually supporting efforts that are ongoing a- against uh, the enemy or against our adversaries mm-hmm. so they're they're intimately involved and they're they're focused on that and then they leave and go home how strange is that it's a reversal oh, sure. mm-hmm. total reversal of of your mind you're you're focused on combat you're f- you're focusing on supporting combat troops with your intelligence efforts but then you go home and you celebrate your child's birthday i mean it's bizarre sure and so the the people that are involved in many locations uh, are doing this not not only people here, but throughout our various locations, we mm-hmm. we involve close to thirty thousand people around the world. Great Americans doing great things for America yeah. uh, that we, we can't talk about, but uh, believe me, they're our heroes. That they are sure. supporting us and defending us. But
0: they could be based in Germany, or they could be based in England. Yeah, but, they're based here. but they do their job and then they go home. But yeah. they yeah. We call it deployed in place. Yeah. And so, so what I meant was their their family could be with them. Oh, absolutely. In the, they are. In, in and many, mm-hmm. many of those bases. Absolutely. But still, the stress during the day is is a combat, almost, you know, a, yeah. a stress, very big stress kind of day. Right. And then at home, they're trying to de-stress, and then go back and do it again. Yeah. Right.
1: And say say what you think, Sergeant Alderman, but uh, I think it's a stress to have a top-secret clearance. Hmm. Um. Yeah, as a, as a chaplain, I don't worry about it, especially since I'm 60. I have a bad memory. I, I, so, <laughs> but as a, a person with a top-secret clearance, they're dealing with information that they cannot talk about outside of work. So they go home, and they, they see their spouse or their friends, and people ask, well, how did it go today? Fine.
4: What'd you do? Mm-hmm. Fine. <laughs> yeah. so, see, Larry, think about this. I worked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, another way of looking at it is you're here at the radio station, mm-hmm. and everything you do, all the people you talk to, and God forbid, but the power goes out, and you have a very stressful day, equipment breaks, you have all that stuff. Uh-huh. You go home, and just as like Sean Miller said, your wife says, hey, how'd it go today? It was a day. Or... What if you, Larry, you forgot to get the milk on the way home, (laughs) and your wife says, "I asked for one simple thing, please. Why didn't you get the milk? We really needed it." (laughs) But you can't talk about how horrible of a day you've had.
1: Yeah, we say at our work location, tell your family how you're doing, not what you're doing. Sure. Yes. Actually, that's a sign as we go into work. (laughs) Yeah. So, Mm
4: -hmm. so it is incredibly stressful. You know, my kids tease me at home. Dad, how was work? Huh, you can't tell me. <laughs> I'm like, well, it was fine. I work in the chapel. It's it's great. Yeah. So they kind
0: of picked up on what, what they can do to you to tweak you a little bit. Yeah?
4: Military kids are very resilient and they're
1: yeah. very smart. But the good thing is, you know, we have uh, chaplain corps personnel. We have counselors, other counselors. We have uh, medical personnel that that work with us. Actually, we share uh, office suite. With our embedded medical personnel, and we're all there to help and care for people in that top secret environment, so mm-hmm. they can come and talk to us at work mm-hmm. to help ameliorate those uh, stressors. Sure.
0: You know, I'm I'm just thinking that that's probably not something that that someone outside of the military would even think about. No. So I hope I hope if you're listening and you're. And you're thinking about praying for the military that this whole thing with with intelligence and reconnaissance and and the stress that goes with that uh, that that's something just to just to lift up to the lord in prayer rick you're thinking i can tell
2: yeah let me i wonder if we could if i could throw something in that's completely off a of script and and make our uh, public affairs folks nervous and and get everyone thinking in a in, a, in another way even about this uh, Rick's a my good friend, We're and when he does
0: that, you never know, what you never you know, know what's coming.
2: <laughs> uh, but we have a couple of, of, of public affairs folks from the military who've been delightful here to, to help us today. We haven't introduced them, but, but their job is to make sure we don't get too far off script. But, but at any rate, the, the question <laughs> uh, that I was going to ask here uh, was, was just your thoughts on, on a passage from the Bible that I'm sure you've preached on before, um, because it has some interesting parts for military uh, Both in what it says and and sort of the opposite of what it says Uh, the whole armor of God uh, from uh, what's that Ephesians can't see the top of the screen Ephesians 6 so let me just read it for one second finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood that words may be given to me in the opening of my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Um, Here, it's on the one hand talking about forces of evil that are cosmic powers, uh, and it's not uh, flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. And in the military, we know that that is truth. In military chaplaincy, Christians in, in chaplaincy certainly know that is truth. And we have to, in our military work, we sometimes have to turn on a dime, like in 1948 or 49. And what was once their enemy all of a sudden becomes our partner against another strategic, you know, military opponent who's you know taken over Berlin and, and shut off food and everything like that. So in a moment, you turn from having the Germans back then as uh, as an enemy that we were finishing conquering you know putting the end of the war and the next moment they're sort of partners in the next war uh, and it, so it really was the dark forces were spiritual in a way at that particular moment but but on the field for seven years there were it phys- felt like physical powers and so soldiers have to deal with this on on the one hand they're they're actually struggling physically with an enemy, taking physical fire, and yet there's also a spiritual side to everything, and they're trying to serve the Lord. How do you, how do you preach and teach to that and minister to, the, to both, all, side, all aspects of that?
1: Well, we only have eight minutes or sure. so left, so I'm not <laughs> sure I can <laughs> fully answer that question. But what comes to mind are two things. First of all, Chief of Staff of the Army, George Marshall, when delivering a speech after... World War II, didn't often speak about his faith, but he did speak about his faith and the importance of the soldier's faith, or in this case, the airman's faith. And he said, the spiritual self of the soldier is the most important thing. You, of course, fight a physical enemy but there's also another battle that we have and it's to control yourself and to be developing yourself and it is an inner battle and you see that on a lot of battlefields that the battle is won and lost in a person's interior being rather than external being so uh I am remiss to remember who said it, but recently uh, one of our great uh, leaders in the military said the most important space in a battlefield is between the six inches <laughs> between your ears. That's the most important space mm-hmm. on a battlefield. So the, the second thing that I came, came to my mind was the concept of comprehensive airman fitness. We in the Air Force talk about being strong and resilient in uh, the physical self, the social self, the spiritual self, and the
4: the, the emotional self.
1: Yeah, so the spiritual pillar of comprehensive airman fitness is precisely what you read from scripture. From a Christian point of view, I would say that's it, putting ha- on the, the armor of God and making sure that that your spiritual self is strong to go into battle. So you, that you
2: can hate evil and yet love your enemy. I mean, it, it's, it, it ta- there's a subtlety there that, that, only, that Christ teaches us how to do. Right, he, He's taking on evil and evil manifested in people who are sometimes attacking him and, and who yeah. are hurting others as well as him. And then yet he's loving his enemy and he's saying, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do, even as they crucify him. And, and that sort of spiritual wholeness is, is a model that we can try to think our way through. But in the end, it's Christ in our heart is, is our main hope for, for, for Christians who, who are trying to live that out.
1: That's not an easy uh, concept to develop within anyone, is it? And no. and we have largely under 30-year-olds in the Air Force, and uh, that's a challenge to nurture and develop that uh, faith and that spiritual dimension in their life. And, th- and that's where
2: that last part of the verse, praying at all times in the Spirit mm-hmm. with all prayer and supplication comes right. back in.
0: Well, we're, we're getting uh, close to the end of our time, would you talk about how churches can be supportive of uh, military personnel? You know, it's, a, it's an important part of First Presbyterian Church San Antonio from its founding. Uh, the military has been here, and so has the church. They've, they've reached out. They've cared for people. The prayer ministry's work now is just a, an extension of something that's been going on for over 100 years. And. Well, I I have
1: a different way of answering that. I mean, there are a lot of common ways you can say uh, welcome them, pray for them, uh, support them, support organizations that care for them. But here's a different idea. We need you, and I speak as a part of the church myself, we need us to nurture young people with character and values and patriotism so that they're willing to volunteer to serve a greater good, to serve a higher purpose than themselves so that they can serve this great country. Mm -hmm. We have less than 1% of our country that serve. And a small percentage of our country is even physically able or capable of volunteering. So we need the churches to be developing the young people to be in the military.
0: Well, would you? Would you? um, Well, I thank everyone for being with us today. It's been a wonderful time, Chaplain. Would you close us with a prayer?
1: I'd be honored to. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, we give you thanks for the privilege of living in this country that we love. We give you thanks for the freedoms that you have given to us through your blessing, but also through the diligent and sacrificial efforts of many who have preceded us. We pray that you would make the church strong in building people of character, of faith, of hope, and of courage, and that you would continue to oversee and bless those who volunteer to serve in all branches of our military. We pray for people who would know the difference between right and wrong. They would know the importance of turning to you as one who grants them hope and peace. And, Lord, we pray that you would keep them especially strong and safe as they are deployed from their loved ones this day. And we pray for a joyful reunion of all those who are deployed. Lord, bless our leaders in our nation that they would be wise and judicious in their leadership of our military for our military members deserve the best leadership that we can have. Lord, thank you for this time and for this ministry of uh, this radio station and for the Hill Country Institute. May we honor you and bless you in the way that we live today. In your holy
0: name, Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Chaplain Glover. Thank you for being with us today. This is Hill Country Institute Live. We invite you to visit hillcountryinstitute.org. And remember to bless those around you with the good news of the love of Jesus Christ.